an unfortunate day to have a bad hair. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That stinks. All right. Are you ready? Are we ready for this? Just trying to fix Wait, my hold cowlick. On. I need to open my slope yep. bath. All right. Let's do it. Hey. Welcome, Welcome to another edition of... Where's your... Get your I app. I don't have my app. I can't find it. I don't know where I put it. Get that app slope open. Slope app app. There we go. Shake it. I've got a standing ovation yeah, here. Yeah, you already you jumped ahead. Yeah, here we are. This and is a classic slow clap app in the trending podcast if you haven't heard it before. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back Best to the about trending podcast. Amazing. Very good. Awesome to be here. Hey, Andy. So, hey, Carrie. Andy here. Pastor Brent. And we're here, if you're not watching, if you're listening, we're here with our amazing wives today are here with us. We've got my wife, I'll introduce her first, Carrie Broad, is here. Yeah. And, hey, uh, Carrie. Uh, oh, she's, yeah, let's get to She's married to me, so that's the, one thing. That's cool. That we, lost the, we lost the applause. There we go. There we go. Uh, Carrie Broad, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Carrie actually works at the church, too. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, I am the Central Kids Pastor here at King's Church, and so I just oversee the kids' ministry happening. Just. I just oversee. Just. I just oversee four hundred kids. Like it's no big thing. Every week. Like it's so. no big thing. Awesome. We had... 20 babies in one service last last week. Nuts. So that's God, God bless. No kidding. <laughs> 20 babies in one service. People right. think other yeah. jobs are hard. No. That is the hardest <laughs> no. one. Right there. No. I was closing my app. I got to say, oh. you're my favorite podcast guest yet. Aww. Look at that. Aww. Look at that. That's a good thing to say before for we doing start. <laughs> 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 well done. Well played, sir. Uh, and... Uh, We've got my wife, Miss Is Melanie Ingersoll. <laughs> Miss Is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this was the one we were trying to yes, find. It is. You were trying to find country versions better. No. Uh, Agreed. Right? No. Was it Boys yes. to Men? Is that what the version was? No, it's was All for One. one. Oh. It's an R&B one. version. Oh, the country version. Mm. This has been an ongoing debate, guys, back from another video shoot. This might get pulled off YouTube because we don't have permission. All That's for true. one, we did not ask your permission We're to sorry, play this guys. song. I think at this point in history, they should be thanking us for playing this song. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, the it's the most exposure they've they had in a while. It's like, come on, we're just helping you out. They, this yes, it's been a while since All for One's made a splash. Yes. That it's, was the last of it, I believe. It's been a bit. So. Been Name a bit. one other All for One song. I can't. No, me neither. I didn't even know they did Someone that. Someone in the comments is going to name. They will. The yeah, other. help us out, guys. You know all what you're, for one. Put your favorite all for one song comment. <laughs> all of you. <laughs> all of you all <laughs> for one fans out there. I know you all. Go ahead so and let us know your favorite. Those of you who even know who they are. All right, so cool. what, what are we doing today? For better, for worse edition. This, yeah. is, our fourth, this is our fourth podcast, actually. And it is. And we, we, we started this during our podcast, trending though. series. Yep. Uh, and now we are in a season where we're doing a series at the church called For Better or For Worse, talking about marriage, marriage. and relationships. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. Marriage is great, right, guys? So good. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. I feel like there was yes. some sarcasm there. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's perfect. No, so anyway, guys, I thought it'd be cool to jump in with a little game. You guys cool playing the game with me real quick? We're gonna call sure. This game's called Him or Her, so you can see you've all got a little uh, apparatus in front of you here. Do you feel like Kelly Ripa with your... A little bit. Yeah, Regis, a little bit. Regis, Regis and, and Kelly? No, it's Ryan Seacrest. With the mug? I, they lost me after... Re- when re- mm. when, when Philbin was once gone... Philbin was once Philbin was out, I was out. I was out, so... I legit did watch it sometimes when he was on it, so... Michael oh, Strahan. I never watched it again. Michael Strahan, Ryan Seacrest. 
Seacrest. Nothing on Regis. Nothing on Regis. All right, what do we do here? Here's how this game works. It's called Him or Her. I'm going to ask us some questions. And then, as couples, we have to decide the answer to the question. It's either going to be him or her. Who's more likely to do this? Okay. Him or her? So, like, if I think that it's you. If you think it's me, you would say him. If I think it's me, I would say yep. him. Do we right? have to do it, do we do it at the same time? Do we, do we yep. place we'll our... at the same time. Play okay. it face down. Then you pick it up and right. display. One, two, three, go. And if you match, you get a point. So that's the idea. Is oh, that okay. Hopefully you Ooh, want to contest. Contest. Yeah, right? We just yes. got interested. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Good. We're in. So the best couple has the highest amount of points. I'll stop the game whenever we're ahead. Right? <laughs> okay, cool. All right. First question. Who made the first move? Who made the first move in your relationship? Display. Nice. Oh. What? You asked for my number. I was told. Asked for the digits. <laughs> I was told. You asked for my number. Information okay. was brought to me that said if you I called her, she would answer. Nice. No, do it. He asked for my number. True or false? I I would have never thought that you would have ever given me the time of day, that and wasn't I had to be question. I had to be motivated, and so somebody had to initiate conversation. Sure. To get that me. You greased the gears for him, though, did you? Yes, she did. 100%. I did it. My brother did. And why would his, why would your brother know that? Because you let him know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you we, made we, the first move. You asked for my number. End of discussion. That's the first official move. <laughs> We're gonna argue over. You it. did the move behind and the move. Official moves, Matt. Okay. I don't All even right. remember. What I my did. First move was. But we. Uh, it was you. We, we was failed. You. We both agreed anyway, so that's the point. One nothing broads. One nothing for the broads. We should have had a score chart, shouldn't we? Uh, let's see. Here, hold on. I'll get my scoreboard up that I had in my sermon last oh, week. Oh, yeah, there you go. The flipboard. Get that. I actually meant to ask you what app that was because that was super cool. Well, I got this for my, my eight year old basketball team at Pastor Adam and I. <laughs> didn't want our kids to think that they were winning. Right. So because so, they wouldn't use a real scoreboard, you made your own on your iPhone. Yeah, and I showed them when you so were you losing. Tell I was your like, kids I, when losing. They're like, are we winning? I'm like, no, you're getting destroyed. <laughs> if you score, I will let you flip it up. Yeah. And, and if we win, point. I'll let you know. So nice. uh, one nothing broads. Right, I don't know cool, if you can cool. see the score. Uh, who was the first one that said, I love you? All right. Right across the board. All right. yeah, it was all dudes. Nice. All right. Point each, point each. Um, yeah. How about who's a better driver? Oof. Don't look at each other when you're choosing. Oh, come on. What? <laughs> Who's the, been the only one that's gotten into a car accident? Oh. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> for starters. You haven't been in any car accidents ever? Never. Who's the only one that's ever had a ticket? That was my fault. That was my you fault. You won't even parallel park uptown. I so. can do it. I just choose not. <laughs> Why? Right, exactly. Yeah, so what's the, what's the better metric here? Like, would you say, yeah, hey, do you I'll test? do the parallel parking, or would you say, you do the parallel parking? I mean, if I can get you to do it for me, but it doesn't mean that you're better oh, at it. Point, if point. we're driving right. from Fredericton to St. John in a snowstorm through Petersville Hill, yeah, who, who's who driving? I've driven in a million. Oh, oh, let's go, let's go recent. <laughs> How about uh, who's, who's driving in large metro- metropolitan areas in six-lane well, traffic? that wasn't the question. So why why are We're you all, why are you uncomfortable? Okay, all those individuals. I am clearly the better driver. driver. You just forfeited a point. <laughs> I'm I'm sticking to my answer that I'm. We didn't I, get it either. I think. They did. Oh, sorry. No uh, points. No points. Good. Still two one broads. How about this one? Who's right. the better cook? Who's better cook. Hundred percent. That's an, that's an that's easy, easy question. Good. No guy. No guy would even. I do like to cook, but I, I'm not as good as Carrie. She's way better than I am. Unless unless the the guy in the marriage is like actually a cook. Yeah. And he's right. legit. Like, like he wears just hat. Yeah. Or he's like a hobbyist. And Dennis probably would right. still say his wife just to be 
just to be nice. Right. <laughs> That's one of those stereotypical things. All right, I like this one. All Who's right. more likely to steal all the covers on a cold night? Oh, my gosh. That's so easy. Definitely. That's me, for sure. I, I, so mean, I'm told. You mean every I night. go to bed and steal the covers. <laughs> yes. I gotta, we don't even start Apparently that way. Apparently, so do I. I, don't, I still, I've never seen it to uh, witness it myself. Well, she, she wants to sleep in a pocket. Like, she likes it all pocket. tucked in underneath. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, pull, I pull the sheets out at the bottom. Mm, I like the pocket. I gotta yes, do the pocket. right? No. Because if you We're untuck, okay then the pocket, your feet are sticking out. No, you wrap cool. the sheets around your feet. Underneath your feet. You like to be mummified. Yes. I'm in a cocoon. Oh no! When I, I like sleep, a five like pillow, yeah, it's five <laughs> pillow cocoon. It's a whole thing. If there's a chance of my toes poking out the ends of the blankets, I'm out. Yes, I can't be agreed. doing that. I can't happen. All right, there's it's no four. Way. It's four three for the broads. Uh, how, how much more? Yes. How many more uh, rounds? We get, we get a few more. I feel here. like we're losing um, viewers. How? Uh, <laughs> let's do. Who's more likely to max out the credit card? Oh, that's a good one. Neither. I would say. Neither of us really. Yeah, but if it was one of you, who would it be? It would be you. I'm cheap. Yeah, same. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. All right, one more. One more big one right. here. Um, We're going to lose. Let's do I want a really, really funny one, though. Who's got a bigger wardrobe? That's a good one. They're both really bad. Yeah. I'm going to say you. Uh, yeah. There we go. That's probably really cool. Agree. Awesome. There we it, go. The only reason, though, is I will say this. The only reason your wardrobe is bigger than mine is you refuse to throw things out. I chuck everything out That's on true. That's true. a consistent basis. That is true. I probably have gone through more clothes than you have in the last Definitely. five years. But you have the bigger wardrobe because you I are a hoarder, like and it's a problem years. and a point of contention. Is <laughs> thirty that years ago, do you really have our clothing for thirty years? Ago? I do. I have a Mickey Mouse shirt I got when I was a kid. <laughs> Dang! I thought you were bad with your uh, Broncos T-shirt that you've had since. That was sentimental. You were in high school though. Yeah. It's do we still have that? No. Oh, it's gone now. You have Very clothes close. that just there's no way you'll ever wear, That's and true. it's stuffing our closet. It's true. There's it's no true. need of it. I don't need anyway. Them. Move on. The odds of a fight help. before the end of this podcast are high. <laughs> high. Very how often high. Do we this talk is dangerous. About, how often do we us. talk about in our marriage your closet? On a fairly regular Quite basis. A bit, yes. uh, at our old because house. I feel like we but I have my own closet, so it's true. At our old you house. You have your own closet? Mm. It's not a big closet, but there is At our old house, she had the closet in our bedroom. I had no space in it. My closet was in Alex's room. Nice. Because his clothes are tiny and don't take up yes. much space. Yeah. That makes a lot now, of sense. Now we have a bigger closet and we were we in the move. We were able to make it work. You made but, it work. Yeah. You have your side, I have my side. Yes, it's, it's working for now, but, just, but her collection is, continues to grow yeah. like, a, like a fungus. I just got rid of a whole bunch of stuff for the swap. This a whole bunch of stuff, like a pair of pants. Like nice. one pair of pants, probably. <laughs> yeah. Did you get rid of the Mickey Mouse shirt from no. your childhood mouth? It's nostalgia. Right. I can't get rid of. Do you just pull it out and look at it sometimes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. While Actually, we're on, so while we're on uh, couples conversations and yes. stuff, we'll get into some of the the content we've been talking about as a church. But mm-hmm. tell us. So you guys met. How did you meet? Tell us a story. Tell tell King's Church how, we how met. the broads what, got you, together. You can go first. Uh, well, we uh, both attended Kingswood University, and I moved up from Colorado. Uh. And I met Andy on the first night that I was at school. This is a great story. Yeah, I uh, was super nervous walking out to like the first group of people that I saw the very first time. There was a big group of people. There was one loudmouth that was carrying on in the group. 
And um, <laughs> in my defense, I did not know this was your first like you didn't know you were exposure on, to yeah. like the yeah. So know, I'm trying watched. to just yes. walk, meeting some people, being a wallflower, just like just taking it all in. And Andy looks at me, and uh, to add to the story, my full name's not Carrie; it's Kareen. Ah, and it's spelled. Just, I did not know that. Yeah, it's spelled K-A-R-R-E-E-N. Huh. Yeah. So I'm standing there, and then it was like freshman orientation week. I had a name tag on, and so he's like yelling and carrying on. And then he looks at me, and he I don't sees think my I was name. Yelling and carrying on. Oh, he. Did you definitely. I were. was probably just chatting with some friends. <laughs> Loudly. Um, on and the Brick Ridge. Oh yeah, I remember yes. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he stops and he looks at me and he goes, Kareen. That's a weird name. And then everybody oh turns. It was meant to be at that moment. <laughs> that what was a, definitely what a pickup We line. both remember that quite vividly. Yes. For and different reasons. It's not my finest moment. I don't even, I, to this day, I don't know, I can't say what I was thinking because I, I don't know. I think I was probably trying to be funny, yes, being a loud mouth. But I meant to say, in my head, I think I was saying that's a unique name. That's kind of cool because it's different. But it's came out, that's a weird name. <laughs> Which is a total jerk move. But oh. Anyway, we fell in love in uh, Western literature class. That's think, a, yeah, lots it? of time to not pay attention <laughs> to the class. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Sorry, Professor Droughton. <laughs> oh, man. But, so, yeah. Well, hey, that's, so any, any singles out there, like, it's possible to have a terrible it. first impression. You can do it. And work your way back from the, from the depths. Yeah, we were friends, did like, it. really close friends for, like, three or four years. And it was like, hey, anybody else we've ever dated, we always want to be spending time with the other person. So we got married. It was perfect. Hey, you want to get married? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite, but it's kind of like once we made the decision, it was, yeah, it was pretty fast. What is it with, but, what is it with names? Like when you get someone's name wrong or you say, like, it's so touchy. Like, right. and you, want, you just want right. to crawl under. So Sunday afternoon, I'm like in my garage and a guy that I thought was a guy from our basketball league named Charlie. Like he's walking by, and I go, "Hey, Charlie!" <laughs> That's my worst nightmare right here. And, and uh. it turns out I get a little. I walk up to him like, and talk to him because like, I haven't seen him, and it's my neighbor, next door, my next door neighbor. neighbor. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, you're not Charlie. You're." <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. His name's Dave. Uh, but I froze. Dave, if you're watching, sorry, forgive Dave. me. I know your name, Dave but I'll never forget I, it now. I just froze. I was uh, like, nice day. <laughs> and then I turned around and went inside and crawled on, on, under a rock. And, uh, you anyway. wept bitter tears. Oh, man. That's hey, terrible. Charlie. <laughs> That's terrible. So how'd you guys meet? What's your true love story? Well, I don't know when we would have first met. Would you have, you're, you're a few years older than I am, so... For the record, um, that's a very but, uh, polite way of saying. let's talk about that. Did for you a while, need to guys. share? Well, no, I just want to go back in this time and like you grew up at where our valley campus is. Our, we were Kings Valley, and you grew up here. And really? my uncle was the pastor, and my, so I would come down. My cousin and I were, were pretty much we we're best friends. We hung out on the weekends a lot. You were yeah, so I would come down here and and stay at my cousin Brad's house, Don's house. So I'd be at I'd be at Kings Valley services quite a bit. And we always used to like try to sit somewhere where Melanie Brewer was sitting because she was like this hot older girl, ah, you know. Yeah, like she, yeah. so I always like 
admired her from afar, I guess, <laughs> to, to put it to put it, to put it lightly. So so did all. I mean, she was she was like the she was like the hot girl in the youth group. So we uh, anyway. That's that's how I first came to know who she was. Nice. <laughs> who is that? Do you remember him from those days, Mel? No. The, my first <laughs> remembrance he, he of you was when you were thirteen. And I came to all of that with Heidi Norton. My home church. And you said to Heidi that I was cute. And Heidi's like, Brent That's bold. cute. That's pretty 13-year-old <laughs> high school girl. That's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> good. Middle school boy. I was it like, clearly oh, paid off so for you. The confidence. <laughs> Eventually. I'm proud of my 13-year-old confidence. You can do a lot with confidence. It takes you places. Man. It did work out. So, no, yeah. she. Uh, we didn't really know each other, though. No. And then I was friends with her brother. And her brother and our, my now sister-in-law kind of, they kind of got set things up, rolling. Set it up. Um, so I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, as far as I did ask for her number mm-hmm. uh, one April night. <laughs> but I was highly encouraged to do that because, honestly, by my this, brother, not I'm not sucking you. up. I'm, no, no, no. By, by your brother. And actually, no, it was more Liz. Who was like, no, she, if Sister. you make a move, just, she like basically walked me up to the, cause I just couldn't, and I don't mean just this, I couldn't fathom, there's no way this girl happen. actually wants me to call her. So it took a lot of hand holding to, get, to were, get me to that point. You thought you were being punked. For real. Um, I was like, come on, so please. Bad. I hadn't had a whole lot of luck in the female department at that point. And to to start there was a bit of a, a bit of a reach for me, but hey, nice. I got her number. She talked you to me. Yeah. Asked me out. And then we went on a double date in Fredericton oh, the double to McGinnis Landing, which Mark is now closed. Is. And then uh, and then we um, where was our next date? Oh, we went to a Do you hockey the game, date? which yeah, I don't yeah. even like hockey. So I don't know why we did that. It's just something to do, I guess. And then, and then it took off from there real fast, and within, I, I proposed propose within a, within six, six months. Is this like university timeline. Yeah, I would have been in end of third year. Okay, <laughs> like uh, I was right, like kind of around Christmas time, a little later than that, uh, third year, mm-hmm. and then I was engaged my whole fourth year. Yep. So, and then we got married. We got married. I, so I graduated in two thousand six. So we graduated, we got married, went on our honeymoon, moved here. It's kind of, and I started. So that's kind of, and I've been here 13 years. Nice. So. That's awesome. Yep. So one of the things we've been talking about in the, in the For Better or For Worse series, what we've been doing here at the church, if you haven't watched it, you can go back and, and tune in online. But that's a good jumping in point, I think, because we talked about, like, in marriage, like a lot of times we have ideas and expectations of what it's going to look like, right? So mm-hmm. we just sort of basically walked up to that line when we all got married like, can we talk about our first year of marriage for just a little bit and, like, what our what our expectations were versus, like, what actually transpired and what it looked like? Cause yeah. Like people ex- say, stereotypically, the first year of marriage is the most difficult, right? Yeah, and your level of satisfaction is, a, is corresponding to, like, the gap between expectation and reality. Exactly. Right? And right. I don't know about how did yours, got, yours go year one. I'll let you go first. <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, it was easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. For... I don't like. That's it, what I was going to say, but I was hoping you would say the same thing. So, <laughs> like, it, we. I mean, you have to learn to all of a sudden be doing life with someone else, like yeah. in a way that you've never done before. But um, I mean, there was things we had to. There was learn a giant learning curve of just understanding someone you care about a lot, and that like you care more about 
each other than just yourself now that you don't just want to be the winner anymore and you don't want to just be the one that's in charge just trying to figure out how that stuff goes together but mm. um andy's pretty easygoing so that's probably why it was pretty easy the first year that definitely but helps, <laughs> that to, have, helps to have yeah. that personality yeah. in your but, relationship probably yeah and we had we had a bit of a jump start in that like we really were like best friends for a few years before we even started dating so we knew there weren't a lot of surprises let's say right right like we knew a lot about each other probably more than like an average dating couple would i'd yeah. say we definitely had the exact opposite yeah. <laughs> perfect good contrast it was we weren't we weren't friends before we dated it was right. pure animal attraction yeah <laughs> totally which a lot of people like a lot of people like that's the way I would say that's the way it goes for most people right like most people yeah, have the luxury no, of being really good friends with he dated my important. roommate so I did yeah. wow. I was a total total wow. jerk you player man you played the field no it wasn't a good it was it was <laughs> she might like be I, watching be careful watching no no I don't mean that but I mean the fact lovely. that like I was already like I, I should have known better before I was even dating other people at that point but I was just I was dumb our first year was tough. We we don't have anybody who's easygoing in this relationship, so that, <laughs> that, that no, no takers. No, 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 takers. no, that's just not been a thing. Neither one of us are easygoing, so right. we are opposites. Definitely attract. We're very different in a lot of ways, but yeah. on the laid back, strong, scale. strong-willed, opinionated. Like again, we when we when we, when we are aligned, things are amazing, and when we're not, we we go at each other sure. pretty good. So. Part of it, um, though, was I lived alone for yeah. a long time before you came around. Oh, so okay. I had my yeah, that's own a whole space. Other yeah. I had my own... Everything was mine. Well, and and like, now yeah. I have to share my space with you. Oh, yeah. I came huge. crashing into your into your world. Yes. And it, that was difficult. The expectations, too. Like, one of the things I think is really helpful in, like, pre-marriage counseling, which we really didn't do this. I, I would say some of our pre-marriage stuff was good on a we spiritual level so. yeah but it was more spiritually focused which I'm really thankful for now but we probably could have been helped our first year working through some of the actual like most of our big issues weren't yeah, practical stuff yeah it was more practical than it was like who you are as a person mm-hmm. and so it was like you know you learning to share your space that you've had your own apartment for four years and your own car which is my now my car money. and your own money and you even <laughs> uh, then made more money than I did right like all those things was really complicated um, you know the expectations of being a newlywed like for me she's not my mom she's not folding you know every piece of laundry I have responsibilities in the house too yeah. we don't have sex every day all that stuff you yeah. know like for real your first year of marriage when you're when you're fresh out and you're like right. coming out of bible college and I'm like saving myself for marriage I sure. have this like real that's a okay, bible college dude here we problem. go yeah. right and yeah. so just all that stuff and we we our first few months like after the honeymoon a lot of adjustments and we, we it was tough that was rough. yeah it was yeah. so but it you know we go back to you know we'll talk about conflict resolution but we did turn out for the better because of it. Like, I think one of the things a lot of couples end up quitting right before it actually gives birth to something better, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it, everybody has a tough year, whether or not it's your first year, like you get, you get there eventually. I would say every year's gotten better for us. You're like, like hear old people say, I feel like I'm saying old people because I feel like I haven't heard younger people say this, but apologies if I'm offending anyone. But the old saying, like, we've never had a crossword. Have you guys heard that? Like, some couple yeah, say that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's bullcrap. That's, that's <laughs> not true. Or yeah. there's something wrong. Yeah, right. like, yeah or, or one of you is miserable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one of you is all of yeah. the inside, and you're going to die of, like, a ulcer very soon. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's that's certainly a, a huge thing. I think people go through though is that just the clash of expectations in right. the first year. I think the more you can. Right. Somebody out there right now is in their first year of marriage or preparing to get married. Like, what what would we say to them having done it? Like, what pro tips or hacks could we give them for the first year of marriage? I think if we had known what what those like. If we had had some of those conversations, like if she mm. was more mentally prepared that, hey, you're now going to live with another human mm-hmm. who happens to be a dude. Share your stuff. Who happens to have just lived four years with a bunch of other dudes. He had his own apartment with two dudes. <laughs> Very close quarters. And then he lived in a, in a basically a barn with a bunch of guys in a <laughs> dorm. Mm-hmm. And right. so, like, he's just not going to play along well with how you've had everything in just so. So that would have been helpful. Mm. Um, how she would have related to me would have been helpful, whether it's through not just not just sex and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. just like how, you know, you talk to me and those kind of things like you're those those would have, that would have been helpful to have processed through up front. You know, yeah. and but, counseling. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the counseling I've been involved in since then has definitely had more of that in it. Yeah, our counseling was more focused on spiritual healing and history and stuff like that, which was oh, really okay. good. And I, I would recommend that highly. <clears throat> but we didn't get into like this is what it means to be married. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you're not. You know that thing you do. You can't do that anymore. And you know right. that expectation you have. That's not realistic. Yeah. Like that talk. That's I think would forever. be like really clarify. Like have that conversation. Um, you know. Like whether it's a sex thing, like how many times, like what what is a good amount per week? <laughs> what are we what are we shooting for? Here? What's the, you know, yeah. Because yeah, what do you think? Figure. I was thinking like eight or nine, <laughs> yeah. and she was thinking zero. <laughs> so we're that week, fourteen. Come, All right. You know, you know, no, it wasn't. But like that, we're thinking that and having those conversations. I think that's huge. Yep. That'll save a lot of heart heartache. It's mm. just that disappointment, right? Like that's the it's disappointment and frustration that comes from faulty expectations. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that comes into, like, we talk a lot about, and you've talked a lot about this, Brent, even in the series already, that when it comes to marriage, like, the key to success is, is mutual voluntary submission. Yeah. Right? And even, like, like Scripture like, has laid that out for us pretty well. And, like, even even in a first year, like, I would say to someone who's getting ready to get married or is in the first year of marriage, like, you've got to be prepared to say, I, I think any new season of life or new relationship you're entering into, like, there's got to be an element of saying, like, all right, I'm going to have to be willing to to give up mm-hmm. or to sacrifice some of maybe the things I, I used to like. Not that you change yourself or you have to like you have to become a totally different person, but you've yeah. got to be willing to give a little, right? You have like, to make sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent you yeah. do. And you have to realize that like maybe just, I don't get to squeeze the toothpaste tube from the bottom anymore. <laughs> like, just maybe I just have to pick to. up that wrinkled, shriveled thing. This happens more with the kids now. I found out <laughs> they're using the toothpaste tubes, like I'm like ah. but it just has to be like that doesn't have to be an issue for me. And yeah. just the way that you've always done something doesn't mean that it's like there's a right or the wrong yeah. way. Like, mm. like that was actually a pretty That's big thing for us is that like he would do things a certain way. And I like he cares about things being done a particular way more than I do. Yeah. And so he would have things like he, things need to be done a certain Which way. Which is a direct juxtaposition to my easygoing personality. <laughs> right. And then so maybe it's not something that I even cared about or thought was important. Right. And I would do something a different way and he would get like frustrated because I wasn't doing it right. Mm. And it was one of those things that it's like just and I remember we had this big blowout and I was like just because I'm not doing something the way that you do it doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like we just we were 
different people and that needs to be okay. Yeah. Right. And that you can decide like how things need to be done in your home and that sort of thing, but yeah. there needs to be a melding. Of and that was a light bulb that. moment for me. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're really merging not just two people, but two family histories. You're merging, right. mm. like, that whole culture you grew up in, right or wrong, right? Like, you're coming with expectations on how we do things, right? Like, yeah. and you How know, you fold a, a t-shirt. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. there's different ways to do it. People like, do it differently. I, I would say, though, like, one of the reasons that it says in the Bible, like, you know, you, a man, for this reason, for this reason, a man leaves his mother and father and cleaves to his wife. I think part of the difficulty we have in year one, and I would say this for me was, like I come from a very healthy, and so does she, like a, a good, tight family. Mm. And learning how, you know, to fully engage in my marriage, like there's there's maybe this sense for, for some people that if I, like I'm really, I'm just, I'm, I don't, I don't know if we think in terms of I, I'm actually leaving that part of my life and maybe to, to yeah. a degree that we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, in a healthy way to engage properly in, in the marriage relationship. And mm-hmm. I think we're trying to like fit two worlds into one mm-hmm. and it causes problems. I would say I, I did that in our first year more than yep. you did. Yep. And, and, and I've had to learn how to, and, and a family has to learn. Like, a, like mm-hmm. I was my parents' first child being married. So is she like a family's got to learn. Or no, she wasn't. Yeah. I was the first one though in my family. And yeah. we have to learn how to, okay, how's this work yes. now? How are we a family? How are we the Ingersoll's? And yet we're now merged with the Brewers, and how is that going to work? It's a lot of different relational dynamics. Totally, and it's like for everybody to navigate. We do, and, and everyone's biased to their own upbringing too. Like, like you ask me or my sister, like sure. we're going to say how we did things yeah. is way better yeah. right. than how they did. Please, <laughs> right. right, and and vice versa. This is how so, you do Christmas. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. is not Christmas. Yeah, you know, and it's like holidays are a big one too, right? Because you've got your traditions yeah. built I, in around. That. I think the harder again, and yeah. I'm not advocating family so important. Like immediate family is so important, but I yep. think the harder that you can commit to one another and say we are establishing our family, even as a married couple without kids, like mm-hmm. then we're establishing this is us now. Mm. And yes, we're going to be products of our family. We're not cutting them loose by mm. any means, but this this is one, and this is one A, you know, like and that's mm. one A and one B. So that's a that's a huge thing to to navigate through. Yeah, but, for sure. That is. And we do some of that too. Like I remember, and it wasn't even necessarily that intentional, I guess, but it's a good, it's a good point because like even with like our first Christmas together, like we decided that we just like on the actual like Christmas day or whatever, like we wanted to have like as a married couple, we were going to have, we didn't go home to anybody's house. Like we wanted to have that Christmas with just us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like what you're talking about, right? To say like, we're, we'll start some new traditions. Yeah. And a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff we still carried on now that we've got kids and things like that. Yeah. Obviously our families are a part of Christmas and things like that, but there's weight to that. And I don't think, I don't think a family thinks through like there's weight to an implications and we'll go through this when our own kids get married. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think we are fully realistic as to what it means to like give your child away sure. in that way. Right. Like I yeah. think some parents are trying maybe to, my, and my ours weren't bad with this, but like some parents maybe try to stay too, mm-hmm. definitely too in there. Sure. And it really complicates. That's things. where in-laws and becomes a, a that's thing. Probably, right? like it is for sure. Like, and I think the reason the in-laws are the problem is because again, we're biased to our own family. Right, so exactly. we're like, well, you're yeah. got, if they would just stop pressuring us, yeah, because right. you don't see what your family is doing as pressure. You see that as, that's right. 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 But for someone who's watching this that has kids or the age where their kids are starting to get married or your kids are fairly newly married, like that's definitely something to consider. Like as the parent of a married person, yeah. like you need to be careful like for the success of your child's marriage, like how you navigate and interact with all of that. Yeah, you really have yeah. to let them. And it's just tough. It's tough for Give parents. I've seen it 
you know, my parents, all three, like my, my brother and my sister and I, we're all married mm-hmm. and have had to watch them let all three of us establish our own lives and figure out how to navigate that mm-hmm. as still a family unit. So that's tough. It's, it is hard. There's certainly a separation right. and a coming together. The separation is hard and the merging is hard. Mm-hmm. But I think everything gets better with that, that stress that comes upon it. It causes we have to work through these things. Right. Yeah. Like we're, we're better people now. Like she, and I don't mean this like to say the right thing. Like she really has made me a better person. And I think I've made her a better person yep. through some of the, tr- the difficulty and like mm-hmm. her, her selfishness was confronted. My selfishness was confronted when mm-hmm. we first got married. And it's like marriage forces it. You really do have to die to self to a, to a large degree. For sure. mm-hmm. You know? So For sure. And in that, and in the sharpening and the uh, building each other, is <laughs> conflict, right? Yes, we talked, we about, talked like, about conflict Just as last week, if you're watching Brent's message, it was all on... The thing we all have in common as every married couple is that we fight, right? You might. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was just going to say, except We for only us. did year one. <laughs> we only fought the first year. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then, then we, we put that behind out, us. There was no more, no more issues, right? Um, can we do, like, so getting into the conflict thing, can we talk about some of our pet peeves for a second, maybe? <laughs> What are our biggest, let's, let's just open what the can, are our Andy. biggest pet peeves <laughs> about I, the other person? Oh I, would, I would let you go first, Carrie. Oh, I'm drawing I'm a blank. Nice guy. Not because oh, wow. you don't have. I just am being put on the spot like that. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Uh, he is the loudest eater. Oh. Like in the history of anybody in the entire world. Oh no. Yeah. He <laughs> no, no, again, no denying. So it. I'm told. That's like the hugger, the covers hogging thing. Like in my experience, it's never been an issue. But so, I'm so told. that is probably the, that mm-hmm. would drive us crazy mm-hmm. too, yeah. just to validate. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that is probably the. the mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of things. A lot of things mutually peeve us off. That's worked really well and been really bad. Again, like when we're when we're on aligned, it's awesome. Yeah. Like we're right and the, everyone sure. else is wrong. Sure. And this but is then when that crosses paths, it gets it's not great. So yeah. <laughs> what's your pet mm. peeve? Pick one. Oh, Pick one. Man. Start. <laughs> Pick five. What's the what's the low hanging fruit? You know what now? you do is the noise that you go. <clears throat> that one. I, uh, like why are you like doing that? I clear my sinuses or something. All the time. <laughs> something weird. Yep. My it drives her bonkers. <laughs> nice. Bonkers. Nice. Sometimes I'll do it just to bother. Like oh. I if you know. know if you're conscious of it. <laughs> Oh, he's conscious. But it's, 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 the subconscious things are hard, right? Is it like yeah. a stress tick? or No, you... I just get congested and mm. it's like a sniffle, but it's, it's more than a sniffle. a sniffle. It's a deep <laughs> in my brain it's sniffle. A, yeah. I can't even do it's it. It's way back in my head. It's really gross. Right. Like, truly gross. It's awful. Sorry, pe- sorry people. <laughs> not, not bringing that one on the podcast. Might not be pleasant huh? things. That yeah. Mm. yeah. What's your pet peeve? Uh, yeah. I would say... <laughs> you're too safe for this, aren't you? Uh, for me, I think I'd probably say like clutter things would be the biggest one like I'm more like put everything away that's a, that's a good example I'm more of a put everything away as I'm using it so if I would take something out I would use it and then put it back away right and you're more of a get everything out and get it all together so we can see what we've got and then we'll use it all and then we'll put it away after right and so it's like things like that whether it's cooking like cooking in the kitchen would be, be one thing or yeah but you take that way too much to extreme what do you mean? Well, like yesterday, I was making lunches for the boys. This happened this morning, too, actually, didn't it? No, it was yesterday. It was yesterday, okay. I was making lunches, and I 
got stuff out first. And it wasn't like I'm getting everything out. I had the ham, cheese, and bread out. So she's and pulling out mail. all the items that you need to make. <laughs> like he's not getting them away. <laughs> and I turn around, and he put away the bread oh, before I even no. got out the bread. And then he put away the mayo. And I was like, what are you doing? I and this get is, that. This is a constant. I thought I was helping. Constant thing. Yeah. Like, if I'm drinking something, you put it away when I'm not even done with it. Like, it's a, it's a thing. I feel like that's a big pet peeve for you. With well, me. yeah, I'm <laughs> Like, I don't know how many times I have dumped out a beverage that I assumed hasn't been touched in at least hours 10 or minutes. days. At yeah, least it's 10 been a while. The 10, the 10 minute rule. No, I'm like, I'm clean, again, I'm cleaning up and I'm dumping it out, and then you're like, hey, where's my seltzer water? Oh, or where's man, that? Uh, where's that cup of coffee? That I was it's because you guzzle things so quickly that do. you don't have something that's left out. I don't yeah. need to guzzle like for a second. I barely would set okay. a drink down until it's gone. If I set it down, then it's pretty much done. Anyway, that's, that's pretty point. much that's pretty much how it works out for us. That's my yeah. my pet peeve is she can function in organized chaos mm. as long as something is where she put it. It's but the problem is where right. she put it is not the right place. Right. To you. you have a better and that place. drives me bonkers. <laughs> I don't care if there's an, a, a layer of dust this thick on stuff. Dirt? Nah. Stuff has to be where it's, go, where it's supposed to go. Right. Don't leave stuff so out. Don't hang. Don't hang. Don't hang drying drying articles of clothing. She has an issue when in, I... Like, she hangs it. You want to put it in the dryer. You'd hang it. Yeah, but she hangs it in the door. I'm six, I'm six foot two. I'm six foot two. I got a limbo to get into my own room sometimes. That's that's a little brutal. Terrible. Yeah. Life is so that. hard. Anyway. Well, sometimes my husband is a drying rack. rack. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I don't drying. think she'd use it because that's her system. Right. She's been doing yeah. that for years. You did that when you lived it's alone in your apartment. On the shower right curtain in our yes. door jam. I'm like, can I just walk I into my room without ducking? Life. I would love to walk into my room without ducking just once. You have to admit it's gotten so much better. It has. Our, our new house has helped out a Because I have more space. To yes. Right. That has helped a lot. We were in a very small house for our size family. Yeah. Um, now you hang in all the kids' rooms. It's hanging from In the kids' bath. Yeah. <laughs> I would say for how we manage our size family. There are people who have bigger families than us that manage just fine. Like, they, they Marie Kondo their things. And, but you... I don't Marie You Kondo are the opposite. Anymore. Whatever Marie Kondo <laughs> Is, you're the opposite. You need your own Netflix special to show what, to, how how to give like Marie Kondo an aneurysm. Like that's that's what her Netflix. There's special probably a market about. for that, honestly. Yes. The Marie Kondo thing is about something you probably. Yeah, it's can. called. There is a show. It's called Hoarders. And <laughs> right, but that's, they're not presenting it in a positive light. That's a bad thing on that show. There can be positive. She watches it because it makes her feel better. Legit. I love she she watches. She watches Hoarders because it makes her it makes her feel like look how clean our house is. Look how clean it is compared to theirs. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what that is. Anyway. I'm definitely the Marie Kondo in our relationship if there was one. I am. I'm, I would, I'm not a Marie Kondo. I would just chuck stuff out. Right. I would, yeah, I, I, I can't fold my t-shirts into cool little pyramids or whatever she does. But. If I was a bachelor, I would like have nothing. The bare I would essentials. have bare counters uh, it would look it would look like a prison cell that was all I white like Steve really Jobs. I find really hilarious Coffee considering how many of your clothes are on the bathroom floor yeah, right but now when and it's next to the bed. As it's supposed to be. I find this hilarious. Yeah, because I get up early and I don't want to wake you up. There are so many clothes on the bathroom floor, but he's like, I'm it's because I'm serving away. you. It's because I get up early and I don't want to. What does that have to do? With ram or I, I put my stuff away. What do I do when if I'm the last one? Room, puts it I in make the bed. I put stuff away. It wakes you up. Well, and the. But the only place that I don't have that, like, it's our, it's our bedroom that's like that. It's not the entire house. 
with the clothes on the floor. You mean? I like the. I like when the bed's made. I like when there's natural light shining in. She would live in a in like cave. Like Bilbo Bog, Bilbo Baggins' house would be perfect That's for her. Bilbo in a hole in the side of the hill. She would live in there. All co- she wants to be cozy. I want. I want. I would live at like the Apple headquarters, where it's like everything's wow. clean and pristine yeah. and glass anyway. walls. That's yes, not, it's cold. That's cold. Yeah, I can do. I can do cold as long as the heat's on. Like for sure. Anyway. Okay, so we know we know that conflict is a thing. We've all been there. Um, one of the things that you said, Brent, uh, last week was that conflict. There's two different kinds of conflict. Yes, is right. Conflict can be both constructive and destructive. Destructive. Yeah. Right. We all know about the destructive conflict, I think, but what's what does what does constructive conflict look like in a marriage? How do you work that out? Like, what maybe yeah. maybe better? How do you guys navigate? I, I would say a lot of constructive conflict is retroactive. Like a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you did the destructive thing, and you now you got to go back and you got to pick up the pieces that you broke, and then start repairing the problem. Uh, it's yeah. really hard in relationships. And that's why I kind of ended off the sermon like, look, short of the grace of God, this just this stuff's just not going to go well. Right. Like, you really need a heart change to be able to, like, just be selfless all the time. It's just not natural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but to, for the sake of the relationship, to figure out ways, like, you know, if it might come as a surprise, but in, in arguments, I'm very quick to words. And I'm, I, I, <laughs> really? I don't have a problem. I'm sure really? I don't have a problem. Guests. Just let's go. All right, let's go. And we're going to, we're going to get this done. Yeah. So, you know, I had to learn it. how to slow down on some of that and, and, you know, listen yeah. is, is key for me. Sure. Um, I think it just depends on your personality. Like being constructive is figuring out where my strengths cease being my strengths and start being a weakness mm. and vice versa and figuring out how to how to complement one another in those right if if she's on she's the opposite she's not going to volunteer her she'll volunteer her frustrations but not her feelings like she, we'll have to like dig uh, deeper on that like and like why do you actually feel like that and, interesting and i'll jump right to that and sure. so we've had to learn how to like if we're actually going to get somewhere productive which we're still working on like in conflict honestly yep. like because you have oh, that's where the constructive thing comes in right you have to have conflict like yes. we said before there is no marriage without conflict yep. if you didn't have conflict it wouldn't be good because somebody would be dying on the inside like conflict is a way for you to figure out how to resolve issues and to get better and it does like whenever you have a huge fight like typically the next few days are much better, right? Once you once you crest the hill, sure, some of yes. them drag out a little bit, but once you crest mm-hmm. the hill, it's like, okay, now we've arrived, we've come to a mutual understanding right. or whatever this is, we've figured it out, and now we're better for it yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Like, make-up sex is a thing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, yeah, like, all that, like, just... Because the conflict like, right, cool, does still, give birth you, to more intimacy. Though. It really does. Yeah. Like, it's contractions in your relationship. Yeah. You're, you're giving birth to something better. To use a beautiful... As long as it's not analogy. destructive. Yeah. Like, yes. And that was something I had to learn. Like Andy and I grew up in very, very different households right. and 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 handled things very differently. And so, like for me, I grew up in a home that and in in just a place and a time that like 
I had to fight. I had to fight to survive. I had to fight to to do life. Had to like everything was a fight. Right. And so learning to fight in a constructive way was really hard for me. Like mm. I can go for the jugular quicker than anybody, even if I'm not meaning to. Yeah. Like even if it's like even if I'm not trying to be hurtful, I can like slice like specifically like with Andy and I and and so I had to learn to to try to look at everything to be building like yeah. what it, what what am I trying to accomplish out of this yeah. and and I remember that was one of the things like when we first got married is like we if we got into a discriminatory fight and I would just instantly get elevated yeah. and and I remember one time Andy just looked at me and I felt so little afterwards he was like why are you yelling yeah. and it wasn't even something worth like screaming right. and yelling about but I just instantly went to a hundred yeah. and and so even learning to like everything I've known up to this point of how I function in life and which has got me where I am yeah. like that got me through a lot but doesn't mean that that's like that's healthy right. like just because of who I am like doesn't mean that. right doesn't mean that it's 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 healthy and then even on the flip side for Andy like like opposite same thing learning to express his emotions and talk about things and not just like yeah we're good like fix it yeah. but to like okay what's at the the, the core of, of mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. I think I think one of the things I said in the sermon was like I think a lot of the time our conflict boils down to fighting for personal victory instead of like marital mm. marital unity mm. or marital mm-hmm. vitality and right. I think if we if we could go into marriage conflict with uh, you know can, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that reactive kind of he. The reason we we get like into fight mode is because we're we're scared. There's exactly. some there's something we're scared of that we think they're actually they're actually gonna right. gonna ruin. Right? There's something yeah. we're we're self preservation is what it is. Yeah. Right. Which is such a lie if you really do love one another exactly. and you really are committed. I don't know why. I mean, it's just again, you're, you grow up right. with that. It's the world we live in. We live in a fallen world. We live where there's difficulty, and mm-hmm. you know, you you do have to fight. And mm-hmm. it's such a counterintuitive thing to now share your life with someone who really, you know, they say they're for you, and most and most of the time that seems mm-hmm. very apparent. But there are times where it's like, well, in this case, it doesn't seem like you're for me, and here's why. Now right. I'm, I have to protect, mm-hmm. you know, right. that. But at the core, are you for me? Like yeah. that's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it needs to I think come that would bring. To. If we could really believe that, I right. think it would bring a lot of a lot of guards down. Because that's what happens. You get into your default mode, whether you're the you're the vicious fighter person. I am in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, and same thing. Like, I can go for the jugular so fast. And there's been times, same thing, where I've had like, I wasn't even. Tr- I sometimes don't even know. Like, I can just get to words so yeah. quick. And yeah. there's been times where I've hurt her. And I saw it happen, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't mean I didn't mean it to hurt that right. bad." Yeah. yeah. So that's that's hard to know. Again, but you get so into yourself, sure, yeah. in those moments, and you're not even thinking about them, and mm-hmm. like you need that moment almost where you're like, "Whoa, I just went way further than I wanted to." Even mm-hmm. I just wanted I just mm-hmm. wanted to protect this. I didn't want mm-hmm. to hurt you. So good. I just wanted to protect this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you lose sight of both those mm-hmm. things when you get kind of self-focused in yeah. those moments. Or when you're hurting. Like, when that yeah. pain's real. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's a pain from the past or whatever that pain is. Like, when that's, like, that is there and it's hurting. Yeah. And it feels like someone's, even if it's, whether it's intentional or not intentional, and they're, they're causing that to hurt more, that, that 
you become like trying to protect yourself Mm. and but like I think that we need to in marriage whatever stage we're at like realizing that we do have hurts and pains and that we need to to allow God to heal us but sometimes for me like a huge part of that was being involved in healthy relationship like being in a healthy marriage like with like I don't know who could have taken me besides Andy like to really take and through that I've been like God is healed me in miraculous ways and that seeing other people and just understanding like oh that is what health looks like no that's not perfect but that's what health looks like and um to then not feel like that I had like that I have to yeah. I have to stand up for myself because I know I know I have other people. Yeah. I have Andy's to stand up for me. Mm. It does help you filter your other relationships way better once you mm-hmm. like I mean this is your most intimate one. It's the realest, rawest one you've got. And yeah. so like if you can allow that resolution to it, those things to build you. Right. Like if my words cut her, then oh, well maybe I'm maybe I come off that way with everybody else right, too. Exactly. Right. And I just don't see it and I got to actually see what I'm capable of, like what my strength is able to be to do right. in a weak way, you know, and it's the same, same, whether it's our personality in the relationship, like clearly we're probably the, <laughs> the fighters and, yeah. and you maybe are the ones that are more dismissive of it and just avoiders yeah. maybe, but it's easier that way. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> the same thing. So, you, so you, much you, easier. But you probably could attest to how dealing with stuff has helped though. Like, like avoiding is not the answer either. Attacking no, is the answer. No, but you wouldn't let me avoid even if I wanted no, to. No, but but at the same Which time, is, we wouldn't be where we are if we just avoided all our issues. We wouldn't no, have made it out of true. year one. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Carrie's brought things out of me and like helped me to process things that I like never would have ever processed on my own. I'm just not a very like I'm not a very people people might be surprised by this. Like I'm not a, like Carrie would be the first to say I'm not an empathetic person at all. Like a lot of people would assume that because I'm I'm pretty, I'm nice and I'm personable, but I'm also empathetic, but I'm actually really bad at like feeling what other people feel. Right. Like, he has no about emotions. How I make other people feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's hard for me when someone is like in an emotional situation, it's hard for me to really, to really relate to it and process it. So yeah. it's, it's been really, really good for me that way. I think uh, that's, I think that's the purpose of like why God designs us like to even to be attracted to to our opposite like that like I think it does because it builds you us. are incomplete yeah. like you really are mm-hmm. and you know again I do I do rip on Jerry Maguire and this whole you complete me thing <laughs> you know no person's going to complete you yeah but yeah. she compliments me I really I really have gotten not just that she brings strength to my weakness but she's helped me refine my strength mm-hmm. and understand it better right like and vice versa like that's such a cool thing you know that the mm-hmm. In all of the ways, you're one way. She's mm-hmm. she's another, and it's like it's a beautiful thing if we'll if we'll stay mm-hmm. committed to it. Yeah, it does bring about just fruitfulness. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that we've that we've kind of like learned too. And that you were talking about strengths and weaknesses, right? Like there are always going to be areas in any relationship where one person's one person's got an obvious strength, right? And yeah. maybe an area where someone's one person's got an obvious weakness. And like we've learned like over the years, like it's like it's been totally okay for me to go like and ask for her to understand this is something that Carrie obviously is an area she's strong in, an area that I'm weak in. So I'll let her lead the way in this and, and vice versa, right? Yeah. Would you say that's true? Yeah, like we don't just look at anything to be like, Oh, that's his role or her role that we look at life doing life together mm. with 
Yeah, who's, right. who's... And, it's, and then that's not a bad thing, right? And it, it does take some it takes some humility on your part, I think, sometimes to be able, willing to yeah. say, like, yeah, no, I just know and understand, like, this is an area that you're strong in and I'm weak in. And understanding that when the other person gets stronger and just succeeds in an area of your life, like, that it actually benefits... It benefits you too. Yeah. I, I think builds the whole relationship. That benefits a huge, a huge word in there. It's like with what destroy, what makes destructive conflict is when we're afraid. First off, mm-hmm. you know, we're protecting something, and we don't have incentive to actually like get somewhere better. You know, I think right. that's what keeps right. us from from right. diving into. Well, yeah, like, that's I mean, saying like that, like to say, like if if we could start to see our our conflict with our spouses as as opportunities like opportunities yeah. to actually grow and better ourselves as a person that's good that changes the game too right or to like know that, yeah you know, like when, even if it's annoying and i'm hating it in the moment and it's ridiculous and i can't believe you would do this like okay maybe there's an opportunity here for me to grow as a person like for me to learn something or to see things from a different perspective that will help me and shape me as a person even outside of this relationship yeah right? like, what you were just like if we can just chase this down we're both going to be happier mm-hmm. if we get if we just don't let this go. We're both going to be happier, and right. the household's going to be better mm-hmm. right. for the sake of getting better, not just for the sake of resolving the conflict. Yeah, and I think that is the difference. Where that's something. Once I we realized that that was where we were missing is that like yeah we might have this conflict and like yeah the conflict got fixed and but we would be right back to it again before right. you knew it and. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that realizing like the difference between Andy and I is that like for me I quickly wanted to know this is the issue and this is what needs to be fixed and these are the steps to fix it and for Andy like it was more so okay but we fixed it like it's it's fine like why would we bring that up again and cause more another fight Mm, or whatever it is and and realizing to be able to and sometimes I just need to shut up though and not and let stuff go and so Mm taking both of those things and looking at the situation to say, but what is going to make us better? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys have, we, we talked last week in the sermon, we talked about like some of the standards that love sets, mm-hmm. like almost like as a rule of thumb, you know, like when you can't, when you can't, you can't really trust your heart in those moments, your heart's just going to go to self-preservation totally, mode. 100%. So like to have some of those standards out there that says, <laughs> love, love, this is what love does. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. Love isn't me first. Love keeps no score. doesn't keep score. Records of wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it keeps us cool. I forget what the other ones are. There's a bunch of them. Yep. Do you guys have any practical, Hey, we've learned that if we're going to have healthy conflict, like here's some rules that we follow. Here's some things that some standards we've set in our own relationship. Like, do you guys have anything like that where you're like, you know, some couples have, you know, I'm going to go for a walk and we'll come back and talk about this. Like, do you guys have anything like that? That's one of the things that I think I had to learn, like, oddly enough, in the in the beginning of our relationship, like right in the very beginning when we first started having our big conflicts. For me, I think because I'm more of an avoider, like when there was an issue, I would just be like, hey, we have to, we have to talk about this right now. Let's just get it over with, right? Not because I was necessarily wanting to do it. I just wanted to get it over with and learning that it was actually like there were times when I had to give, I had to give Carrie space. Like I had to give you space to be able to, to, wrap your head around what was going on or before we were going to be able to right. have a healthy conversation. Because so that was I a was big tr- one for me. trying not to blow up. Like, knowing I was there, just saying, like, hey, give me a couple minutes. 
sure. in like literally five minutes and then I can come back yeah. to this. But just needing to yeah. like go in my room, shut the door, crawl in bed for a second. So yeah. because she's an escalator yeah. and I'm a stuffer or whatever, like yeah. she would, she like it's, it's the, better for us psychological to have terms. <laughs> yeah, right. I, heard, I, heard, I went to the marriage seminar one time and I remember, I remember the term for escalator. I don't, I just call it a stuffer. Like a suppressor. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. Suppressor yeah. maybe. He had a cooler word than that. Probably. But anyway, but that's something that we've learned that's really helped us right. a lot is just for me to go, I don't have to, because I want to press the issue just to get it over with, right? Again, right. like you were saying, we fixed that already. Why would we ever open that can of worms again, you know? So I'm like, right. let's just rip it off, rip the bandaid off, get it done, and then, <laughs> yeah. then it's over with. But. And another big thing that that's helped for us is for me to say, like, if it's a situation or whatever, is to say, this is how you made me feel. Yeah. Like, when you chose to be an hour and a half late and mm-hmm. forget the milk um, mm-hmm. when you chose that it made me feel unimportant right mm-hmm. that all those other things were important like to say so or like it might even be something stupid like you know, sometimes you have those stupid conflicts and like it's really bothering one person yeah. like bothering me and for him he's like that is not that big of a deal I just did this like get over it I didn't yeah. mean but then it or, right yeah. and like no he's not maliciously trying to be hurtful at all yeah. but for me to say okay re- and me and be able to articulate it for myself but when you do that this is how it makes me feel right. mm-hmm. it, that was a huge shift in us because again he just is like so practical yeah. that that it like this is not that big there's no this isn't even worth having discussion about yeah. but for me it might have really bothered me but when I was able to say this how it made me feel then he was like oh okay like it and being able to work it's the nail thing right it's the yeah. it's like it's not about the nail the nail set the that's a video yeah. from the sermon this past week you go watch it yeah yeah it's, I think the hard part there is like both of us like whether you have the nail in your head or you just need to be heard both need to serve one another right, right. like like the person with the nail in their head does need to like Okay, this is this doesn't need to be that complicated, right? right. You know, but at the same time, it's not it's not okay to just bypass feelings. I, I do that all the time. Like I, mm. I'm just like I'm not like I'm not even going there with you. I'm not even you know like I just I've been bad at that. You know, like yeah. in that whole you, how do you feel? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't use that. Yeah. No, no, that's been a growth area for me for sure. You know, I'm just. And sometimes when you fly off or you go straight to your words, then I retreat. Yes, I do push yeah. her away. I say I need to have a few minutes. That's because yeah. like myself. the the worst in us brings out the worst in the other person. It does too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. the best yeah. brings out the best, and the worst brings out the worst. Yeah, yeah. And, and how do you how do you fight for the best, right? In your marriage, it takes someone going first. Like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it takes someone saying, "Humility." Okay, you know, tons of humility. That must be really hard. <laughs> yeah. that, it really does. Like if someone will just go first, love goes first, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. and and it, or like or goes second. Like it lets you have your way. Yeah. Um, and it, the hard part is true. Letting someone go first mm-hmm. is doing it without. Sometimes you'll do it really with a string attached like okay I'll let you go so you can let me go right <laughs> that's really what's happening it's retroactive right. but true the stuff that heals relationships and actually brings life is like I'm just going to give up my right to be right and, and go there that's the hard part I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it work though mm-hmm. times we have made it work is when someone just okay I'm sorry I threw your half drinking bottle of Perrier water out <laughs> 
I'm I wouldn't sorry. say that causes massive blowouts. No. How many times do you think I've done that in a relationship? It's been way too many. That how was many, our last fight. How many days have we been married? Was it? Yeah. Our last yeah. fight was over, over a half drunken because bottle you of out my water. water. I was like, you always do. I always pull the, you always, which you is so yeah. wrong. You yeah. always so is wrong. a great, is you should just <laughs> never, <laughs> just it? never say never you always. Never say never. That's my best marriage. There's a new hack. First year, first year marriage hack right there, guys. Eliminate the words you, you always, always from your vocabulary. Yeah. You haven't been no, together never. long enough to even <laughs> yes. have the data even on that. You've been married for 50 years. You always yeah, is never probably not going to be a good <laughs> start to a conversation. Painting with broad strokes, just not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, broad strokes, my favorite kind of strokes, just saying. Um, <laughs> hey, dumb, oh, dumb, broad. Cool. Uh, so, a um, couple of things that we, I did a, just a really quick focus group of people and said like hey what are some things you want us to chat about real quick and one of the things that came up which I think would be good is like what's what's marriage and ministry look like so like both right. of us are ministry couples so anybody who is we've got a lot of Kingswood students who go to our church that are like that's in their future anyway and like, like what's vocational it, ministry being pastors and married yeah 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 like yeah. what's it what's it look like to to be married and then also have a ministry at a church as a part of that whether it's one of you or both of you like for us like we've been married for 10 years now and like literally our entire marriage we've both been pastors at a church that we've worked together like from day one we got married lived in an apartment on campus at the school for six months, then pulled a U-Haul up to that and then moved to Buffalo, New York, and worked at a church and both started working together right away. Our offices were, like, right next to each other. And now we still share an office today. (laughs) For a brief period of time, we were across the hallway from each other with offices, like... It's just always been... 24-7. 24-7, yeah. For you guys, some people can't make that work. But you guys work together... For us, it's always been awesome. Like, we've been, and I think, again, kind of the being friends thing first. Like, that's why we could never date anybody else, because we always went back to that person. So, it's never been a struggle for us to always be, always be together. Like, we're just... I mean, it is a huge challenge when you're fighting on the way to work in the morning, and then you have to go sit in the same office with other people. Yeah, you don't don't get space. space. Yeah, we never get space for long. Yeah, you're like 20, you're like 15 feet away from one another. Right, like we could see each other if we wanted to. It's really awkward for Linda and Ron. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it definitely has its challenges, but... Yeah, for sure. And like even just sometimes it's when you experience pretty much your whole day together all the time it, you have to be intentional about sharing your lives together in an intimate right, way right. like otherwise like, it just kind of gets all blurred you're never on you're never off yeah, yeah. right yeah right. and that's one of the things and what's that, just for us yeah and that's and, one of the things that we have struggled with in our in our marriage some which is again mostly my fault is that like it's easy for me to go on autopilot that because we're always together and we share like there's never like yeah there isn't a come home and like download how your day goes because like we're together all day right, right. so everything's happening in real time and so for me I'm like man this, that's that's awesome and I love you and we're together but it's then like how do I take that and become more intentional and being romantic or mm-hmm. more husbandy if that's a word you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah. and I haven't always been I haven't always been great at that because I've taken that right. for granted right. well and on both ends both ends like when you it's it's always a challenge like you talked about not allowing everything else to have your best but right. <laughs> when you see your spouse giving everybody else your best right. like that that adds yeah, a different like how come you were so forgiving at the <laughs> staff meeting but yeah. then we get home and you ripped on Carter yeah you know right, right. Yeah. It's, like, it's not it's not yeah. like you're at work and 
him. Right. You don't necessarily know that he's giving it best to someone else. It's like, no, I've watched you she do it all. She saw you. I like you were fighting with me in the car, and then we walked into work, and you were like, oh hey guys, how's it going? Good to see yeah. you. You guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we're we're you guys are actually deeper into the marriage and ministry thing than we are. I mean, she's had a a ministry by proxy with me um, this year, where she's getting more involved and more intentionally involved in the ministry here. But yeah. even that, though, I mean, she's still a nurse at the the hospital yeah. and kind of has her own thing going there too. Mm-hmm. So we've had a different dynamic, mm-hmm. which is cool because a lot. Of, I would say most of the couples like they're more, it's. It's more rare to have them both, but there are some. Yeah. We got both couples who are in full time ministry. Yeah. But because we're so we're so hot and cold, like a little bit of space is good for us. Like right. we, we, yeah, we it help it helps us for real. Like we just couldn't share an office like and a bed. Right. Just one <laughs> of the one or the other. Not gonna happen. So so we you know, even getting her involved here more intentionally, like we're just trying to find good channels for her yeah. to do that. And and you know, we like to work together too, but mm-hmm. Neither one of us have an Andy personality <laughs> right. that like can, can just roll. So we just had to be careful with that. So you guys are probably deeper into managing that than us. I would say, though, with every relationship, whether you're in ministry or whatever, like I think it's trying to understand that in every situation there are obstacles and opportunities and there are weaknesses and strengths and you have to figure sure. out how to leverage the strengths and just kind of deal with the weaknesses. Like mm-hmm. for us... One perceived weakness would be our marriage is in the public eye. Like we, mm-hmm. we don't have the privacy necessarily that other families do. Although we try to guard that pretty tight. I don't broadcast where we live. Yep. You know, not everybody knows who our kids are and that kind of thing. And we, mm-hmm. and I want a certain degree of privacy. I want my kids to be able to grow up having you know their own mm-hmm. opportunities to find their faith and, and right. live it out just like every other kid. And sometimes pastors' kids don't get a fair shake. For sure. So our marriage though is through a bit of a different lens than some. Yeah. You know, so on the one hand, it it's that's a pressure, but on the other hand, that's caused us to like to have to deal with mm. our relationship. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna fake this, or I'm not, I can't do ministry and project an image right. mm-hmm. that I am like uh, that, that I'm not, yeah. and neither can she. And so, you know, I'm very honest in my how we talk from the pulpit, and yep. even in this relationship, we, you know, we love each other, we're growing, but we have. Mm-hmm. Issues just like everybody else, yep. um, but I think the some of the, the public Keep eye, it, it causes us though to have to deal with stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's together or personally. Like on the uh, like as a pastor, I have people watching that it keeps it keeps guardrails on me. Mm-hmm. It causes me to say, you know, I can't go there. I can't do that. I can't say that. I can't look at that. I can't mm-hmm. because I have this whole thing, and. That's healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that that keeps me keeps me on my knees. It keeps me on the straight and narrow because I have too much riding on it. So mm-hmm. on the one hand, the lack of privacy is difficult. On the other hand, on the other hand, it's strengthening. Like we have sure. opportunities that other couples don't have too. We're blessed in ways that other couples aren't. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it it I think life's not fair. But if you give if you give your life and your marriage to God, God is fair. And he knows mm-hmm. how, and he knows what you need to thrive. Mm-hmm. And and what you need to to go through life together, and I think God is very fair. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I don't know why some people go through difficulty. Life's not fair, and some people have way harder goes than For other sure. people. Yep. But I think if you do your best to follow God together, He's going to lead you well mm-hmm. and lead you in a way that He knew so much about our our relational dynamic before we did. Like even the when we first got married, she's a hyper introvert. Like even doing this is not super comfortable for her. <laughs> 
you know, although Thanks for coming you're doing awesome. <laughs> but I wasn't at first, right? Like I was, I wanted to be out with people all the time. I wanted yeah. to just let's go hang out with people. Isn't let's go to this. Changes too over the years. Ministry like, changed that in me. Yeah. Like now I'm always on, so right. I, I value being alone way more than I ever did, which has worked out real well for her, <laughs> right? Like it's it's been great for our relationship. So what, at first, what I thought was going to be a point of contention was actually a point of strength, mm. where yeah. it's like. Whereas if she was a person that just needed to be with people all the time, I couldn't do it at this stage in my life because that's all I do all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to go home and just have a, a quiet, safe place with, with my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. And she's happiest like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So God mm-hmm. knew in advance, exactly. mm-hmm. like what, what we were going to need to be able to, to thrive yeah. in our, in this unique relationship we have. So yeah. I think it's figuring out like to follow God together and to look for like again every obstacle has opportunities every strength has weaknesses mm-hmm. and vice versa and mm-hmm. so to understand where you're vulnerable and understand where you're advantaged mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. every couple has those opportunities yeah For sure. but, yeah that's good man want to do one more question Sweet. I know we're getting on it here I mean this is no uh, we're up a little over an hour already so yep we're coming up on it um, what if we talked about uh, gender roles for a minute yeah you to see that one absolutely this is one that came up which is kind of cool because I mean obviously we think marriage, and typically we think, all right, like the guy is going to do, he's going to mow the lawn, and you know he's going to build elaborate playgrounds for the children outside. He's going to harvest deer, exactly. make his own jerky. He's just going to go outside when the sun comes up, and he's never going to come back in until it's dark. And he's going to sit down at the table, the fork and knife, and say, "What'd you make me for supper?" Right? <laughs> like, I mean, these are stereotypes. And all within that, being the only spiritual leader in the house. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But he's he's the guy, right? Yeah, yes. and then he comes home, and you have to have sex every night, and right. all all that stuff, right? Those are that used to be. Now it's almost the polar opposite, though. Like now, now like there's such a move for female rights, which I'm not opposed to by any yep. means, but like that's shifting as well. Like I think the the stereotypes are blown up, and now I think this is a great question to have as Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we grew up, you know, in the '50s, that was you know sure. the dude ruled the roost. And there was very now. little negotiating on that, which, uh, and now, uh, it's kind of a free for all. Like mm-hmm. the culture is completely redefining what family looks like, what yeah. marriage looks like. Yeah. And so we're now as Christians in a completely new zone. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, but I would say mm-hmm. also to add on to that a little bit, I feel like Christian culture is a, is a thing too, right? When it comes to marriages, like there's still like that piece that's, of that's like, what I mean. Church, we as like, no, I would say to church culture. Let's say. Like yes. in a way that like we still we still carry some of those things on or hold on to some of those things that maybe aren't necessarily healthy or helpful. Some right? of it depends on your age or your upbringing or your your, your religious background. Right. So I think yeah. the, the the reality is though, as Christians, we now have like someone who's getting married now. Like I think the church has to redefine mm-hmm. biblically speaking. How is this supposed to function out? What does the Bible actually say about gender and identity and how mm-hmm. that relates in a marriage? Yep. And what's just kind of cultural presupposition right right and so so yeah i mean what does what in your understanding what how's that supposed to work you know biblically speaking well certainly it's never worked out for us that like i'm the like 
like uh, lumberjack that's outside. Like where that's just you wearing the shirt. Sometimes like to make myself think that it could be a lumberjack, but no, that's not the case. Like you, even when it comes down to like in in our house, like I'm not I'm not handy at all. Yeah. I I can't fix things. Like things with my hands are not good. Like to the point where, and this is not a typical gender role kind of situation where something's broken and I'll take it. And, like I'm gonna I'm the man. I'm gonna fix this. And you get like, all geared up, handy Andy. Oh on the yeah, move. yeah. I get out my tiny little toolbox that has like three nails and a screwdriver in it. And, like that's my arsenal and that's I'm like your, that's your I'm, gonna like, I'm gonna like fix this thing it's a little bigger than that I'm gonna it's fix got, this it's thing. got a glue gun in it yeah yeah exactly it's something like that and then I'll like mess with it for a while and I'll be like ah oh, Carrie this is broke you gotta look at this and like she'll come down and she'll mess with it and like she'll figure it away like she's just more kinetic than I am right and that's not like not the way I grew up that's not the way it worked right yeah. but it's just something I've had to be okay with saying hey you know what like I'm secure enough to let her be strong where I'm weak. <laughs> if you can fix the leaky faucet and I can't, hey, that's awesome. If not, then I'll have to call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't do any laundry. Yeah, really? that's another big one for not us. Not even yeah. like boys. No. No. I like pretty, unless I like wow. get it all busy. locked down. Wow. Hey. Does he do yours? Good for you. Yeah. He does your laundry. <laughs> no, I'll ask how she needs it done. Yeah. Well, hey, but you guys have. Nav- does it say in the Bible, no, thou shalt do the laundry and thou shalt, <laughs> right. you know, cut the wood? Like, how do you, am I supposed to hang this or dry it? <laughs> yeah. wow. like, so you do, yes, the, I, you do the plumbing. I hang dry this. You do the plumbing. We have a drying rack, though. So, so you're plunger and you're downy. And that's, that's yes, kind of how it's yes, going. Okay, that's, that's but amazing. I don't, I don't, like, but I don't do, like, really do the garbage or I don't ever snope, like, Sure, there are some things that are more no. typical. Yeah, those are probably the two most extreme. You're, you're a little more, a little more fluid in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in how that works yeah. this way. For, for us, for that us, might for be us, politically incorrect. Yeah, um. it hasn't been more of a like a gender thing. Like who's the man, who's the woman in the house? It's been more like at the beginning we yeah. started every new thing. It's like okay, here's a new thing that has to be accomplished in the household. What are you good at? Yeah, what, what are you good at? at? What are you good at? I'll take this, and then it's worse. Like for we've been married for ten years now. Mm-hmm. We've been doing like the same kinds of things for ten years. Like for instance, like you, she always packs the kids' lunches, always. And so, and I, and I always give the kids breakfast every morning. We get up, I feed the kids breakfast. She packs lunches. So if it ever, if it's some for some reason the schedule deviates, we're all thrown off. She has to feed the kids breakfast. It's like, well, that's that's not how this works. And like her schedule is thrown off. Or if I had to pack the kids lunches, I'm like, I could feed them breakfast all day long. But what the heck do right. I pack for a school lunch? What do they even want to eat? I have no idea. Right. Is it chips? Is it like I? I'm but not I think confused. a big reason why our lives have ended up that way is literally from the point we got married we've both been working full time and then right. even entering have kids like we were in the states when we had kids and right. we, so I had to go back yeah. to work at six weeks like mm-hmm. and I was full time like I've called into being in full time ministry and so knowing if that's the call that God's place or that's a circumstance that we're in that like we have to make life work and yeah. it's not going to work if I'm doing everything at work and coming home and doing all of the household yes. stuff completely by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, why we ended up in the the, the right. different roles that we I had to quickly realize, like, we didn't have a stay-at-home parent in the relationship. Yeah. So I couldn't expect gender typical roles it took some time to figure that out for her to work though. with me full time and then go and do everything else at home all by herself too. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and we had to figure it out. And it took sure. some, like, me getting over my pride that I couldn't, like, do everything yeah. mm-hmm. and and just realizing that if I'm going to keep my sanity on top of it that that we need to do this together mm-hmm. yeah I mean we can we can crack open the maybe the theological stuff at another time like complementarianism and yeah. egalitarianism <laughs> for all you fun mm. theology nerds but uh, you know I think at the end of the day we've already covered it like really what God designed is that we, col- we come together in our strengths and our weaknesses mm-hmm. yeah. and we serve one another 
and we yep. build we we serve the home together mm. um i think i probably am not as secure as you in <laughs> maybe some of the like i, I still right. i still like like my brother-in-law aj makes me feel like less of a man sometimes and <laughs> aj and makes everybody feel yeah like yeah, yeah freaking guy AJ. so you know some of that stuff like i'm not handy either so you're my we're we're, we're kindred spirits we in that like i okay. have to hire that stuff right i did build some mean shelves in our de- in our garage though didn't i hon i heard about those mm. shelves I heard about Look at that. that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. You said yes. But, like, you know what? We, we established, though, like, early on, you know, who's going to be doing what. And yeah. she works, too. So, yeah. uh, but but it's fair. Like, she's she worked part-time. So, she's home a few days, too. And so, like, mm-hmm. we just, we, we're in it together. and It's a team effort. Yeah. And, sure. And you. And find a rhythm that works, right? right? Like, that's what I would say to people. Like, mm-hmm. don't. Don't get caught up in like, oh, the, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. It's like, yeah. find a rhythm that works for your family yeah. and then bring it work it. You know, yeah. I think I think God created us different to complement one another. I do think there's there's something to be said about if it comes down to, a, you know, what's God, how is God moving our family? Like, we haven't had a ton of those decisions, but a lot of them have circled ultimately around what I was sensing from the Lord and how she was, mm-hmm. she was reacting with that. Like I would mm-hmm. never do something that God told me, like I felt like God told me to do this and she wasn't in alignment with me. I think that's where that whole like male headship mm-hmm. thing gets screwed up yeah. is people say, okay, wives submit to your husband for he's the, like the head of the household. Mm-hmm. But then it says husbands, husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Like it's not male headship to do something where you're not in alignment with. Right. right. Like I think, I don't think God's going to lead. No, exactly. Like I would never have moved us here to take that job if she wasn't like, yeah, I feel called to this too. I am going to leave my job in Fredericton. I am going to get rid of my apartment. Mm -hmm. We're going to go start our life there. I would never have done that. I would never have taken the lead pastor job here if she didn't feel like, yes, that terrifies me, but I feel like that we're supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. So God's used me maybe as the channel to direct some of those large decisions but they've never been things that we, I've done isolated ever. Like no, we, we have, have to, to agree, agree together. On every decision. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would house divided can't stand. Exactly. Like I would right. never. I would never do that. And so, I, and I don't think it's healthy. Like I, mm-hmm. I think, I think there's some real abuses of what like that the Bible really means by male headship. Mm-hmm. I think there does need to be understanding that that God speaks speaks to and through the husband a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. also can through the wife as well. It's that kind of unity. It's that mutual right. submission, mutual listening. That's what makes it work. Anytime one person's lording over the other, it undermines Mm -hmm. marriage. Mm Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. So. And sometimes it's just love and have the time to, to track with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of times, like if, like if you're already knowing, like this is where we need to be and this is where we're going, like you've already processed through that yourself and you're there, Mm. but then like sometimes it's allowing the other person to have a chance to like, to get there, like. So expect it to be like, oh yeah, of course, but yeah. it's like wait, like to allow the time to to arrive there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Cool. Yeah. Any final thoughts, panel gang? Final we're gonna thoughts. do we're gonna do something like this. Uh, last week of 
the For Better For Worse series. We're going to do like a, a real-time panel in the service. It'll be fun. We'll answer some questions and, and tackle some topics that we haven't hit yet. Yep. Uh, some of the stuff we're going to cover in the coming weeks in the For Better For Worse series. You get in your clap. Applause. Are you ready? I'm Let me get ready. ready. <laughs> last time I, was, I wasn't ready. I we was still got to draw. We're still going to talk about dating and singleness. Yep. Uh, We've got, pe- we got people registering for our singles night. That's going to be awesome. And then couples night's going to be a ton of fun, too. It so is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that's that. That's going to be awesome as well. Yeah. So we're going to do dating singleness. Actually, aloneness we're going to talk about just in general because mm. it's not just people who are navigating this series who are single. Uh, we got people who were married. Uh, mm-hmm. we got people who also I'm aware of, like, what's God have to say about the spouse who's a believer to right. a non-believer? So we're going to cover mm. that. Going to cover. Uh, we'll talk about sex on the panel, and we'll talk mm. about mer- money, all this stuff. So we There's have lots still more to, so many things we have. Lots of stuff mm-hmm. to cover. Awesome. So, yeah. all right, Stay ladies, tuned. thank you for jumping in. Uh, a yes, hearty yes, applause to you. Do you, you. you want to shake it? There you go. That's a wrap. Kelly Ripo, we're coming for your job. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. <laughs>